Welcome to After Dark with Robin Andrew on America Out Loud, available on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or Pandora, or head on over to the website americaoutloud.com and check out the thousands of articles and podcasts that are updated daily. And please share those on social media while you're there. Some of the top conservative content creators all over the country are over at americaoutloud.com. You guys definitely want to go check that out. And as I said, while you're there, please share. We appreciate that a great deal. Just like all conservative outlets, we are dealing with censorship. You know, the Joe Biden administration and his presidency thus far has been about exactly what we thought it would be. We told everybody when he was running for office, he was not a competent leader and he would not be fit to be president of the United States. We have seen that play out in just about every single category that we have here as a country. You look at the economy. It is now a mess. We've got record high inflation. We've got gas prices. We've got Joe Biden calling foreign dictators like in Venezuela and even Saudi Arabia begging for them to sell us gas. That's the point that Joe Biden has gotten to. It has just been a complete disaster. Then you look at his foreign policy. I mean, that might be his worst area of them all. You look at that debacle that was in Afghanistan that resulted in 13 dead American soldiers. Now you look at Putin and other dictators feeling emboldened, invading Ukraine. That's the situation we're dealing with now. And that is a direct result of Joe Biden and how weak he is as a president and then realizing that they have um, a leg up United States of America with who we currently have in office. You look at the coronavirus. Joe Biden said he was going to shut it down. And what did that result in? It resulted in more deaths in 2021 under Joe Biden than what we had in 2020 under President Donald Trump. Joe Biden has been an absolute disaster, and we knew he would be. I'm just shocked that there's still people out there who are defending this guy and trying to defend their vote for him. I guess it's not easy to admit when you are wrong, and we are seeing that play out here. Uh, People who have no shame will not admit that Joe Biden is a disaster, even though it is obvious for anyone to see. Anytime you go to the grocery store, anytime you go to the gas station, you can see what kind of disaster that Joe Biden has been. Well, Rob, I'm getting sick and tired of it, and we're only about a year and a half into his presidency. How about you? Well, Andrea, I guess you don't like Joe Biden. And I guess you (laughs) didn't vote for Joe Biden, which is a good thing. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in tonight. Thank you for joining us. And as Andrew said, please share the broadcast. Share, share, share. We've got to stick together. I don't care if you're listening to another broadcast. Please share this because the more we share, the stronger we get. Uh, Andrew, what you just said, I share the same sentiments. It has gotten bad. How bad? Real bad. When you have to ask No, beg your mortal enemy, Iran, for help. You know that it's bad. When you have to reach out to social media influencers, teenagers, and have them to explain your screw-ups. Andrew, these kids are only like 15 and 16. They don't know anything about the world or the economy. Joe told us that he was going to have a team of folks that knew everything. But we see that they don't. And he hasn't picked that team. I don't even want to talk about Kamala Harris and her screw-ups going overseas, cackling, and now you have him getting ready to go overseas to talk to NATO. I shudder to think as to what he's going to say. But it gets even worse, Andrew, when Saudi Arabia 
our largest trading partner in the Middle East tells you to screw off. We're not going to take your call. Don't call us. And we certainly won't call you. It's gotten bad. But just like clockwork, the dear old media comes in, like you said, Andrew, and they, oh, don't blame Joe. It's not his fault because of inflation. Don't blame Joe. It's not his fault because of high gas prices, because of the supply chain problem. Don't blame Joe. Joe has nothing to do with it. Roll the tape. Can we have an honest conversation about gas prices? Because too much of the U.S. media chatter is distorted to the point of being dishonest. Higher gas prices is a small sacrifice to make. Many politicians act as though it's President Biden who caused inflation <laughs> and that he can fix this. No, I mean, you know, he did not cause the war which caused prices to surge. And you heard the President of the United States pronounce say Putin's price hike. Putin's price hike? A Putin price hike. Putin's price hike. And Putin's price hike is a great way to message it. There you have it. These are the same people who talked about Russia collusion and that how Russia interfered with our election. Now they want to blame Russia for our high gas prices. When we all know this was happening way before Russia and Ukraine conflict, before Russia decided to go into Ukraine, had Joe had the foresight, like Donald Trump, he would have done one of two things. He would have stared Putin down, or called him on the phone and said, don't you dare. And if you do, or he would have supplied Ukraine with the necessary megs and more javelins to defend themselves. But he did it. The only thing Joe did was to say, well, if you go in, it's just a minor excursion. Don't go in too far. Yeah. If Trump were in office, this wouldn't even be happening to begin with, I believe. Oh, of course not. And Trump said it himself. Roll the tape. The fake news said my personality would get us into a war. I'm telling you, that guy's going to get us into a war. But actually, my personality is what kept us out of war. I was the only president in nearly four decades who did not get America into any new conflicts. Instead, I brought our troops and our wonderful children back home. I brought them back home where they belong. You see, there you go. I thought it was interesting that he said they were saying that my personality was going to bring forth World War II. And he goes, well, no, it was my personality that did not bring forth World War II. It's Sleepy Joe's personality or his lack of personality, his lack of his any cognitive ability that could possibly bring on World War II. And Andre, he's so afraid to even go against Putin. Putin keeps saying, if you come in here, I'm going to use a nuclear weapons. Now, do you actually think Trump would have fell for that? Hell no. And Putin would have never said that. Because as someone once said, it's good to have someone like that. I think it was Joe Kent when he came on our show with a thuggish behavior to say, uh, you, you probably don't want to do it. My button that, is bigger than yours. Oh, yeah. My button is bigger than yours. <laughs> he said that to Rocket Man. <laughs> and it's true. And remember when he went and he uh, went into Syria and he I think it was he killed an Iran general or something. And President Xi was over at Mar-a-Lago and they were getting ready to have chocolate cake. And he said, oh, by the way, we just bombed or we just killed. I, I mean, I thought that was a classic. And had the media. Had we had a newsworthy media, a curiosity media, they would be talking about that right now, saying that was a clever move on his part because he had another superpower at his residence and letting him know, look, don't mess with the United States. 
Because if you do, we will put something on you. Do you think that Joe could have achieved that? No. He's busy ranting and raving and saying, oh, no, oh, no, I'm tired of this. And gas prices, this is all Russia. This is Russia's doing. Okay, so if it's Russia's doing, why is it that we're so entangled with Russia? Why are we coupling with Russia? Why don't we decouple? Why are we still providing money for, to Russia for the, I think, 3% of oil that we're getting from them? Why is that? Why can't we drill in our own country? And I know Jen Psaki is out there saying, oh, they have all of the, the permits so they can drill if they want to. Right. You gave us the permit to drill, but not the permits on the land because you shut that down. Yeah. As we explained last week, uh, the Keystone XL pipeline would be bringing us around 900,000 barrels of gas every single day. Last year, we ordered from Russia 672,000 barrels a day. So the gas that we're losing out from Russia, we'd actually be getting more gas, over 200,000 more barrels a day from the Keystone XL pipeline had Joe Biden not canceled it. Yeah, but remember, Andrew, he had the, the, the I think, what TikTokers that have like, I think, 100,000 more followers to go out and on their TikTok screen to explain to us why it's not our fault or Joe's fault, it's the fault of Russia. Do you actually think these kids can point Russia out on a map? <laughs> yeah, that really? sounds, sounds like uh, propaganda that would make Goebbels proud. I mean, this is just like the Nazi youth uh, brown shirts is what it sounds like, what the Biden administration is attempting with these uh, TikTok influencers. Right, absolutely propaganda. And here's what's even funny is that they're using social media. I remember how they attacked Trump nonstop about using social media. Why is he always on social media? And now Biden has taken it to a new level by having kids, kids now. No, had Trump done something like that, they would have been livid. Oh, he's using these kids. Remember when a kid came out and said, I like Trump? They were saying, oh, Trump is using that kid. He's using that kid to promote his campaign. It's like, but Joe has kids trying to explain to the American people why gas prices are so high. Yeah, well, just look how um, enraged the media was when they seen Nick Sandman, a kid supporting President Trump. I mean, that just sent them off the wall. They disparaged him, bashed him, and he was a kid at the time. Completely enraged, and they attacked the kid, called him names, and if they want to punch him in the face, it's like, what are these, where do these people get off behaving so unseemly, so crazy. But, you know, they, they, don't, they don't care. They think that it's okay. And you know why? Because they control a lot of the media. But little by little, they're starting to wake up. And they themselves are saying, if Trump was in office, this would have never happened. Roll the tape. The Pax Americana of the past three decades is over. You can see signs of this everywhere. Consider that according to the Wall Street Journal, the leaders of the UAE and Saudi Arabia, two countries that have depended on Washington for their security for decades, refused to even take phone calls from the American president. If Putin thought Trump was really that supportive of him, why didn't he invade when Trump was in office? It's at least worth asking that question if you're not locked into one intransigent thought. Apparently Saudi Arabia won't even pick up the phone for the president of the United States. I mean, look, I know it's hard to arrange those calls. You know, Riyadh is eight hours ahead. Biden is asleep by 4 p.m. It's a narrow window to make it work. You can say what you want, but this would have never happened to Donald Trump. There you have it. 
Zakid Ferrari, Bill Meyer, Trevor Noah, they're all coming out saying, uh-uh, this would have never happened under Trump. Now, the media, the liberal media, they will downplay that because these individuals who are liberals, don't get it wrong, they are liberals. Simply because they're speaking truth to power now does not mean that they're on our side. So we don't want to get that twisted. They're still liberals. But what they're saying is the truth because they're probably, they, they probably feel embarrassed also. And it is embarrassing that Joe Biden is hiding in Delaware or hiding in the basement of the White House and not coming before the American people. Whenever he comes before the American people, he's stumbling and mumbling. Now, of course, the media will say, oh, he has a, a speech impediment problem. No, he has a senility problem. Let's just be honest. He has a senility problem. It has nothing to do with the way he's speaking, that he's stuttering. No, Joe has a senility problem. Joe is 78 or 79. He should not be in office. He's in over his head. But this is what happens when you lose sight of the election. This is what happens when you allow social media that's controlled by the left, by liberals, to run rampant. And I will throw this in here again, and I'm always saying it, that Republicans, we think that we're going to get 2022. We think it's going to be a walk in the park. If they stole 2020, they will do the same thing this time. I mean, they're ramping up their attacks. Every time they're talking, they're talking about voter suppression. They're talking mm -hmm. about racism. Everything is about racism. And, and it has nothing to do with that. If Joe won the way they say 80 million votes, how is it that there was voter suppression? If all the blacks voted for him, who's keeping these black people from voting? Yeah, exactly. And it, as you uh, can imagine, it, remember the presidential election, it was like two weeks before they even give an official result. I mean, imagine the uh, tension and uh, how nervous people would be at these midterm elections if they pull the same thing where we're waiting two or three weeks to get the election results. Um, I think a lot of people would be calling into question um, what is going on. Well, they will call into question that all the more reason that we need to make certain that we have our attorneys, we have our elected officials lined up. And I think about what one of our guests, Jeff Dornick, said is that we should primary everyone that's on the Hill right now. Because from what, where I'm looking, I think that a lot of the old heads that are there, Lindsey Graham, Mitch McConnell, and Kevin McCarthy, definitely Mitt Romney and Liz Cheney, they want to take back the House and the Senate. But what are they going to do when they take it back? Is it just going to be the status quo? We're not going to do anything. We're not going to have any policies that we're going to put forth. What have they said that they're going to do? I don't know. I mean, they'll get there and then, well, we can't do this. We're going to let this slide. No, you can't let this slide. This is a reason why we're in the predicament that we're in right now, Andrew, because we always want things to slide. If they take back both houses, do they have a plan for health care? They keep saying they want to repeal it. The Obamacare. Okay, what is your plan? Don't tell the American people that you're going to repeal it. And then when you take the House and the Senate, you don't have a plan. Right. Don't tell the American people that you're going to go in and you're going to squash this whole thing with voter suppression and you don't have a plan. You can't assume that the American people are going to say, oh, you got it. Now we can move forward. No, you have to have actionable items. And that's something that Trump had. He knew exactly what he wanted to do. Bringing down unemployment getting rid of needless regulations and making certain that NATO paid his fair share. And when he came out and said, well, I don't even know if we need to be in NATO, people freaked out. Oh, how can he say that? Well, what has NATO done? 
besides give us, unfortunately, the Russia-Ukraine conflict. They have been dangling that carrot before Ukraine for almost 30 years, and we spoke about this with other guests, Heather Robinson, B.B. Diamond, Joe Kent. We've spoken about this before, how they dangled the carrot, well, we might let you in, we may not. 30 years, Putin saying, I don't want NATO in my backyard. And now look at where we are. And what did NATO do? And why didn't NATO have the foresight to say, come on, guys, all of our partners, let's go ahead and let's arm Ukraine? Well, there was probably, probably some hesitancy because they didn't know, you know, Ukraine, they are corrupt. And we've told them before, you need to clean up your act. So while we commend Zelensky with what he's doing and being a strong leader and everything, and him coming out and talking to uh, the House and saying, hey, you guys need to give us this and you need to give us uh, a no-fly zone. I mean, it looks beautiful. I mean, he's going to come out looking like a hero. But we can't forget. We cannot forget that still, yet and still, Ukraine is corrupt. And as we said on the other night show, Andrew, this all could have been avoided had NATO backed off and said, you're not coming in. And had Zelensky just said, we don't want to join NATO because that could create more problems in our backyard than we want. But instead, people are dying. People are being killed. And now they want to try and push us, push us into this war. No boots on the ground. Absolutely not. Especially not with Joe Biden sitting in the White House. Yeah, and Kamala. Absolutely right. Especially with uh, General Miley leading the charge, that would not oh, uh, <laughs> that would not give me confidence. That's for sure. And yeah, you're exactly right about uh, the Ukraine situation. The time to negotiate was before this ever started. I mean, Joe Biden put all these sanctions on after Russia had already invaded. Which, I mean, what's he think? Russia is just going to turn around and go back at that point? I mean, he's seen it coming. We knew for weeks that they were building a big arsenal of troops on the Ukrainian border. Uh, the intelligence was saying that they were going to uh, invade, yet we heard little discussion about negotiations going on um, with Russia. I, I really believe if we had a competent leader um, like President Trump or just anyone with a decent um, brain on their shoulders, that they would have gotten this thing figured out before it even reached this point. Joe Biden, I 100% blame for this Ukraine conflict. He's out of his league. He is. And it, it, it angers me the way the media, they keep trying to circle around him to protect him. That is the reason why I was glad when Fareed Zakari came out and said, this would have never happened with Trump. And then so many others are saying this now. Of course, the talking pundits on fake news CNN and PMS NBC, they don't want to hear that. They want to pretend as if though they don't hear it, that it was never said. But it's truthful that they're, they now have these little young talking heads coming out <laughs> and trying to explain what Joe can explain. Because they know that these young people won't listen to Joe. And when he comes out, he's fumbling and mumbling. Andrew, we're, like I said, it is bad. It is real bad. Do not fool yourself. This is coming from a person who loves America. I love America. I'm a red-blooded American. I love this country. But we have to admit and be truthful that the man that's sitting in the White House is in over his head. He's out of his league. And what is her, Jen Psaki, what do you call her, Pippi Longstocking or 
what is the name they have? <laughs> yes, that's right. Well, she she comes out and she tries to span. It's it's really sad also that, as you said, Chris Wallace said that she's the best press secretary that he has ever heard or seen. Now, if that doesn't tell you that he's biased, nothing will. How can she be the best? And she's always, let me get back to you on that. Let me get back. Oh, I don't know that. And she can't answer a straight question. And as we've said before, I'm hearing that she's going to leave the White House and try to get a gig on PMS, NBC, or fake news CNN. Don't be surprised if she lands on Fox. Do not be surprised at all. I mean, and a lot of these guys, when they enter the White House, especially for the Democrats, they already have designs as far as leaving and then going making millions of dollars as talking pundits or becoming a some type of uh, lobbyist. Right. In the, in the Republicans case, they all become authors. They become authors. And Trump wanted to stop them. He said, no, I don't want them to become lobbyists. I want them out of the White House for quite some time. No, people balked at that. Oh, that's not fair. But then you know that you're getting people who really want to serve the country. Now, it's unfortunate that a lot of people that Trump got, they were by recommendation, and a lot of them went in thinking that they were going to tell him what to do. But when they found out, is that, whoa, this guy has a very strong personality. We just can't tell him what we want him to do. He, he's probably a novice. He's probably not a politician, but he's running the ship here. And I got to say, Andrew, he did a damn good job, despite the fact that a lot of his picks weren't good to work with him until like later on, then he started getting people that he could really trust. But man, I mean, and wouldn't you want someone around you that you can trust? It's about loyalty. You don't want someone who's going to run out and parrot things to the media. You want loyalty. But it wasn't to be. But if, if he were to come back, and we still don't know if he's going to run. I mean, some people think that he's teasing us. Maybe he will. Maybe he won't. In my opinion, I think the best thing that could happen is that in 2022, we take back the House and the Senate. And then in the House, they say, we're going to make him Speaker of the House. Now, of course, the Democrats will freak out, but they won't be the majority. It will be the Republicans. But then the Republicans would have to stand together and not divide it. Forget about Liz Cheney. Hopefully we can get rid of her. We know that Adam isn't going to run. So they're out. Mitt Romney, he needs to be primary because he's wishy-washy. Uh, ben Sass, another wishy-washy. But we take back both houses, make Trump a speaker of the House. He can get his agenda across. He could put Nancy Pelosi in check. I don't think she has many years left. I mean, I really think the woman is drunk half the time, Andrew. I know they hate it when we say it, but you look at her. Sometimes her makeup is all messed up, and she's, she, she slurs worse than Joe Biden. And she's, I think she's in her 80s also. What do these yeah. people come from? I mean, seriously, have you guys listened to her? She's elocuting with her hands, and she's throwing her hands up. And, and if, you, if you really pay attention, you'll see that she's not making a whole lot of sense. But she's supposed to be the Speaker of the House because it's her time. Yeah. And she and wants she, to go ahead. And she, she's running for office again. And somehow she'll win. It's she will like, win. This is what part of the problem. These people get in at a young age and then they just stay in their entire lives. Somehow they just get voted in over and over again, no matter how bad of a job they do. No matter how bad of a job they do. And for her, what she wants is that she wants to go down in history 
as being the longest serving speaker of the house who happened to be a female. Now, it's unfortunately that she's not a black female. So I wonder if Joy Reid is going to attack that record. But she wants that on her resume, on her obituary, that she was the longest running speaker of the house and she was a female. Despite the fact that she did absolutely nothing, she accomplished nothing, she lied the entire time. And that's where Republicans should come in and set the record straight. They said set the record straight and call it out for what it is, that she was not effective. The only thing they can say about her is that, oh, she's good at putting together the numbers and putting numbers together. And she's not going to bring anything to the floor if she doesn't have support for it. Well, what happened to Build Back Better? That failed. But they're not talking about it. But I thought she was a good counter. It failed. It went nowhere. So that should also be part of her footnote, that she would like to have thought that she could put the numbers together and bring together a coalition, but she failed with Build Back Better. She also lied about impeachment. She was able to push forward the impeachment of President Trump twice, and it was ineffective. That should also go on her resume, on her footnote. They should also say that during one of the, the State of the Union addresses, she behaved unseemly. She was not professional. That should go on her resume. All of this stuff, but see, Republicans aren't thinking about this. I am. Because if the tables were turned, they would talk about it. We have got to remember this. It has to be registered in history that she behaved unseemly. Her actions were so unbecoming for a person who's supposed to be the Speaker of the House, the person who was third in line to the presidency, to tear up the State of the Union address and to make crazy faces and then to lie and to impeach a president simply because of a personal dislike. All of this needs to be captured in history we cannot forego it she ripped up notes with the names of dead soldiers on it i mean that is how um sick this woman is and she gets a complete pass from the mainstream media ripped up the speech that had 13 soldiers that died because of joe biden they were killed because of joe biden his ineffectiveness all of that all of that should be captured in history and if we don't capture it It will never be said. I am glad that we're talking about it tonight because this will be in history. People will be able to Google it and find it. Of course, Google will probably try to suppress it. That is a reason why we say to share the broadcast, share the podcast, because this information has to be captured in history because the right will not do it. I'm sorry, the left won't do it. I might as well say the right because you look at their record and what they're doing. <laughs> I'm, I'm seriously, I mean, they're, they're letting the left get away with so much stuff. Yeah. And for it, what? As weak and ineffective as the Republicans have been, I'm going to have to go ahead and say it right now. If somehow the Democrats take back the House and Senate oh. in 2022, I am calling out major election fraud already because there is no way the American people are going to continue to vote for what's happened the last year and a half. I mean, you look at the effect and the amount of money people have had to spend throughout this Joe Biden administration. Um, Surely enough people have woken up. Yeah, but they're already saying election fraud. (laughs) They're claiming it also, (laughs) although, like you said, with their policies, you, this country is not the same country it was when Trump left office. It's it, not. It's, it's divided. The, you can say racism now. We can truly say that there's racism. Racism that Joe Biden and the left have managed to create. 
racism, sexism, genderism, all the isms, thanks to Joe Biden. He has pitted us against each other. And you have the talking heads on the left that keep pushing it, Andrew. Yeah, you're right about that. You guys are tuned in to After Dark with Rob and Andrew, available in America Out Loud via iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or download the America Out Loud app to keep track of all the great shows. We'll be right back with more After Dark with Rob and Andrew. Dr. Vladimir Zelenko knows a thing or two about the immune system. He was nominated for a Nobel Prize for his early COVID-19 treatments, and now he's offering his Z-Stack supplements to our listeners at a discount. Just go to zstacklife.com slash freedom. That's zstacklife.com slash freedom. In today's world, there's no escaping the headlines filled with warnings about emerging viruses and dangerous superbugs. Genesis is the only technology that safely and effectively obliterates harmful pathogens both in the air and on surfaces. Genesis plus HOCL neutralize these threats to your environment in just seconds. Find out more about this amazing technology at genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud for a 15% discount. With Genesis, you'll be prepared for what's next. Trouble getting to sleep and staying asleep can be infuriating. Your mind races. You toss and turn, and the harder you try, the harder it is to drift off. And today's digital age makes it even harder. You're not alone with this struggle. Poor sleep affects over 70% of Americans. Even the Centers for Disease Control label insufficient sleep a public health epidemic. To take back your sleep, Healthy Cell has created REM Sleep, the only sleep supplement made to support all four stages of human sleep with calming herbs, amino acids, and sleep hormone support delivered in a patent-pending, pill-free, ultra-absorption microgel formula that tastes great. Fall asleep, stay asleep, sleep deeply, and wake up refreshed with Healthy Cell's REM Sleep. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 20% off your first order. That's HealthyCell.com, H-E-A-L-T-H-Y-C-E-L-L, and use code OUTLOUD for 20% off. Invincible American spirit drives the most audacious experiment in the history of self-government. America Out Loud celebrates the American spirit every minute of every day. AmericaOutloud.com Liberty and justice for all. And we're back with After Dark Rob and Andrew. And if you missed the first half of the show with his podcast, please go to America Out Loud and listen to it. And as always, share, 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 because the information that we're putting out there, it will be part of history, history that unfortunately will not be put out there and represented by the left because they want to suppress everything. I mean, I was listening to the ladies on that crazy show, The View, and they were actively saying that the Department of Justice should go and investigate anyone that saying that Joe Biden is responsible for gas prices, for inflation, the supply chain problem, for COVID. They want the Department of Justice to investigate them. Play the tape. 
I personally think if she was a guy, they would never say it because they also made fun of Hillary's laugh. What it is is that they constantly question the qualifications of black women, and that's why people are saying that she's unprepared. And oh, I disagree. I think she's you a can disagree, but that's women. the truth of it. And so this is based in racism. This is based in misogyny. Absolutely, okay. there's a racial aspect to it. Right. There you go. Now, some of you would say, yeah, but that's just those crazy cackling ladies. You're right, it is. But look at what they did with the schools, how they got Merritt Garland to go into the schools and start investigating parents who were concerned as to what their kids were being taught. Now, imagine that. These are our children, and they're telling Merritt Garland, you need to go and investigate them. And he did. And where did it come from? From the teachers union. And who helped them draft the email to him? the Secretary of Education, although they denied it, that is something that Republicans should look into should they take the House and Senate in 2022. Andrew, there is a laundry list of things that Republicans need to address. I'm keeping count. I will remind them, but I don't know if they will have the whip all to do it. I will say this, that if we get the new bunch of candidates into office, I think they'll do it because they're fired up. And we've had many of them on our show, Jill Kent, Laverne Spicer, Colonel Julie Hall, and there have been others. I think that if they're able to win, there will be a change. Just like when the Tea Parties took over, there will be a change. Now, there will be some pushback, I think, from the old heads like Mitch McConnell, but they're going to have to steamroll right over him. We need a change. We need to take back America. We need to bring back our values and our culture. And what's out there right now is not desirable. I mean, I heard that Biden is getting ready to, well, not Biden, but USA Today is giving Rachel Levin, a man, a biological man, who's supposed to be the US Assistant Secretary of Health, an award for woman of the year. I'm sorry, but Rachel is not a woman. Rachel is a man. Why would Rachel get this award when you have more, you have women out there that are more deserving of this award? A lot more deserving. Why give it to Rachel? That's just like Leah Thomas swimming on the Penn State swimming team and breaking records, claiming to be a woman. So are you saying that a biological woman can't do the same thing? There's your war on women right there. They have men putting on wigs, growing their hair out, putting on fingernail polish and lipstick, changing their body parts and saying, oh, I'm a woman. And I'm going to do this. This, this makes no sense. And we see this is happening over and over again. Ten years from now, if we don't stop it now, this will be a part of the fabric of our society. And it's embarrassing. If we're to follow the science, Rachel Levin should not be receiving an award from USA Today. Why? Rachel is a man. Now, if they want to give Rachel the Transgender Award of the Year, that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But to deceive our children and say that Rachel is a woman, to deceive the women, and for women to buy into this, I would think that women would be out on the streets protesting. I read an article the other day of an executive at Deutsche Bank. Top executive decided to have a sex change. He's now a woman. He now wants to go back into the bank and take positions that women would normally get. And we're now saying that we want equity. We want women in the workforce. Okay, this makes no sense. If you're allowing men to take those positions, and maybe that's what what we should do. 
I don't know, Andrew, maybe I'm, I'm, you know, I'm behind the times. If you're going to give all the jobs to the women, and if the only way a man can get a job is putting on a skirt and a wig, now I'm not going to change my body parts. Maybe that's what I should do. And then dare anyone to question me. Because if I'm so toxic and you don't want to hire me, okay, then I'm just going to put on a wig and go in. And if you challenge me, I will sue you. No one is thinking about that logic. No one is thinking about it at all. They're moving on and saying, oh, no, we've got to call this person a woman when we know it isn't a woman. This is what society has come to. And this is all thanks to Joe Biden. History must look at this and judge him harshly. We've got to judge him harshly. That is the only way. This is not a success story. When we want to deceive the masses, deceive our children into thinking that a man is a woman and a woman is a man. No, it, it can't be that way. We cannot end that way. And this is all thanks to Uncle Joe. It cannot be this way. And I guess he will have another TikToker to come out and explain the difference between a man and a female. I don't know how these people go to bed at night and sleep, seeing the disaster that they have brought on our country. This would not have happened under Trump. And we have to remember that, and we have to keep saying it, Andrew. It wouldn't have happened. It wouldn't have. But under Joe and his minions, his administration, this is where we are. Joe was supposed to have assembled this great team, as I said earlier, but he didn't. And maybe it was by design also, maybe Barack Obama, maybe he wants Joe to fail. He just didn't realize how much he would fail. Because if Joe fails, it defaults back to Barack Obama being the greatest Democrat president. Maybe it was by design. But I don't think Joe realizes, Andrew, what's happening. Right. I don't think he does either. And when Joe came into office, he wanted to undo all of President Trump's policies. And a lot of them he did. He signed a lot of executive orders. And all of President Trump's policies were geared towards putting Americans in America first. Well, Joe Biden's policies have done the opposite of that. And now the American people are feeling that with their pocketbooks. I mean, you look at the illegals that are coming into our country. It's record breaking the amount of illegals that came into our country last year. And they just continue to pour in. Um, He has just damaged our country immensely in such a short period of time. A short period of time, and it feels like a lifetime. Like I said, the country is not the same country it was when Trump left office. And that's something else. I'm glad you mentioned the illegals. Republicans cannot lose sight of that. There are so many. They have an agenda that is as long as your arm. And they must go in if they get the majority and not have wait for executive actions to go in place, but they must pass laws, steamroll right over the Democrats, give them no mercy. It's not up for negotiation. We're not going to debate it. We need to just steamroll right over them and make it a law. That's the only way it will stick. Now, as far as the illegal aliens, they're here. (laughs) Two million or more, they're here. And they've had kids and they've had kids. So what are you going to do? Well, here's how you can solve it. Because you won't, unfortunately, Andrew, we won't be able to send them back to Mexico or across the border. And I doubt they would want them back. 
because they will look at them and say, no, we don't need the problem. So they are here, unfortunately, here to stay. But this is what you could do, is just say, okay, you're here, and Republicans need to get on board with this and stop going backwards and forward. Accept the fact that they're here. We can't send them back. That's just not going to happen, okay? It's unfortunate, but it's not going to happen. I know some people would say, well, give them a dollar bill. Say, if you go back, they'll go or $100. Yeah, they'll take it. They'll go back, and then they'll come back over here. Okay. Here's the way I think we should deal with this. And Trump had said this before. Plain and simple. You're here. You cannot become a citizen. You can never become a citizen. You can never vote. It's unfortunate, but you came here illegally. There are consequences to your actions. You can never vote. As far as your children who were born here, okay, fine. Uh, I don't think we should say that they're citizens, but I don't think that the Republicans have enough balls to go in and say, we need to make an amendment to the Constitution and clarify that, that if you came here legally and if you had a kid, that kid is, does, not, does not automatically mean that they become a citizen. So what you should do is just say, fine, 10 years, they can't get in any trouble. If they do, but I'm sorry, citizenship is removed from the table. Well, they'll be here a lifeline, lifetime. I'm sorry. Got to raise that child up the way it should go, as the Bible says. And as they grow older, they won't depart from you. But we have to put rules on this. We have to put parameters around this. So those who came, you can never become a citizen. Yes, you have to pay taxes. You cannot vote. This is your fault, okay? But everything else you can participate in. You have to pay taxes. You know, unfortunately, if you need government assistance, you can, but you will not be living up government assistance to the rest of your life. Absolutely not. And you have to work toward uh, being a resident alien. But as far as voting, you can't vote. Someone would say, well, that's taxation without representation. Yeah, but remember, you came over here illegally. And you just can't come over here and hopscotch above those individuals who are coming here and doing it the right way. So we're helping you help yourself by saying, fine, you're here, you're going to stay, but you can't vote. Now, I know that there will be some states saying, well, what about the local elections? Uh, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry that can't happen. They can't run for office either. <laughs> you, well, absolutely, you can't run for office. That's removed from the table. Now, again, their children that were born here, that's a different story. But if you came here illegally, and if we're going to let you stay, there are actions, there are consequences to your actions. You made this decision on your own. You cannot vote. You cannot run for office. You're just going to have to be just a good, a regular little good citizen. And that's it. Right. I mean, we're giving, I giving them a lot of ground here, Andrew. Right. I would agree. And I feel like before we even get to a situation like that, where we can negotiate what we do with the ones we've already got, we've got to just Joe Biden has to stop the bleeding at the border at some point. I mean, you cannot just keep allowing millions and millions of people to pour into your country year after year. Um, the consequences are going to be severe if he does not stop that soon, because, you know, all the criminals are coming through uh, the cartels, they're trafficking kids. Um, it's just a disaster down there. So he really needs to build that wall, even though he would have to eat a lot of crow if he did it, but it would help immensely and uh, just stop the bleeding at the border and get this situation under control because it is not sustainable. 
He doesn't have the foresight to get it under control. It's not going to get under control with Joe Biden at the top, unfortunately. I hate to say it, but it's not going to. It's just not going to happen. I think that the Republicans will have to take both houses and then institute something themselves. I mean, as I've said before, I'm surprised that the governors in the area like Abbott, Abbott has started to build a wall. I'm surprised he didn't think of that earlier on. But I don't think Joe would be able to do anything. So we can just forget about Joe. Joe, I don't even know if Joe is going to last uh, to the end of his term. And if he does, I think that we will see a further decline of Joe. I mean, all you have to do is look back at the tape when he was running for office. Even just look at when he did the inauguration and look at the Joe now. I heard someone talking about it the other day, the way he walks. I thought it was just me. But it's not. People realize that the way he, he walks is if though he has a, an issue. There's a problem there. But of course, the media will dress over and say, oh, no, there's nothing wrong with Joe. There's something wrong with him. Whenever you cannot come out and clearly articulate your ideas or your policies, and you have to defer it to TikTokers, someone on social media, social media that you accuse Trump of abusing, and now you want to use it. No, uh-uh. it, it, the border will stay open with Joe Biden. And like I said, there are probably over 2 million illegals that are here. And they're not just from uh, Mexico or uh, the southern border. They're coming from Africa. They're coming from the Middle East. They're coming from all over, but they're coming through the southern border because they know that it's so porous. It's wide open. Why won't they go to Canada? Why won't they even go to Europe? Why are they coming to America? Because America is a land of opportunity. And right now, you've got a wackadoodle in the White House who seemingly told them, oh, calm now, calm now. He and his VP, it's horrible. It's just a horrible situation. So there is my plan. Now, what you bet, Republicans that are currently serving don't even have a plan. They have not thought about it. And if they were to take back back both houses, they'll be stumbling over each other saying, oh, what do we do? What do we do? Well, we don't have time for that. Uh, we're going to focus on something else. Because from where I'm sitting, the ones that are already elected, they're not saying anything that I'm impressed by. They're not telling me anything as to what they're going to do. They're behaving reactionary. Whenever something happens, they come out, they talk about it. But we need people that are going to have an actionable plan, like the individuals that have come on our show. And they've said, this is what I would do from day one. And that's what I like. They're thinking ahead. These other individuals, they're, they're busy trying to make certain, is Trump going to run again? Oh, I don't know. Oh, we got to keep our eyes open. Stop focusing on if he's going to run and do your job. Before long, you're going to have people not wanting to accept your phone calls like they don't want to accept Joe's phone calls. And Andrew, I mean, I want to go back to that. That's just embarrassing that Saudi Arabia is saying, don't call us and we're not going to call you. We don't want to hear from you. Unbelievable. It is. And the media is playing it down. It's like, oh, it's no big deal. So what? No, that's embarrassing. And then we're calling Iran. And and not only that, Andrew, we are still dealing with Russia. Russia is like an intermediary that's trying to work out the Iran nuclear deal, this whole thing that Barack Obama had created, Barack Obama, who has COVID. I don't know how he's doing, but he has COVID. Though some would say, well, blame that party that he had last summer. No, he's probably been out mingling and fringling and whatever, and that's how he got it. But then, too, 
everyone's going to get it. I don't care how many masks you put on. Yeah. The second, not. the second gentleman has it as well. He Kamala does. Har- Kamala Harris has been. Yes. Oh, so she probably gave it to him when she was like gallivanting across the country. <laughs> she probably came back and gave it to him. But I think Barack Obama probably got it from Michelle and those kids of his. And they're always out and about trying to be the latest and the greatest, the, you know, the rock stars that they want to be. But now, and as I started saying, is that he's taken all three shots, the two vaccines and the booster. And now Pfizer, as we know, is coming out saying, oh, you need to take a fourth shot. And it's just about, you know, more money for their bottom line. And if you say anything about this on social media, they will come out and fact check you. So I, I, don't, I don't get it. You're going to censor a fact check, me posting something. Now, imagine, and Republicans like to say this, and I'm going to say it also. If the phone company said, oh, you know, we don't like what you're saying on the phone, so we're going to censor you. Can you imagine that? We're going to take away your cell phone because we feel that you're talking too much. You're spreading disinformation. And trust me, the amount of disinformation that people send through text is unbelievable. But we're going to censor that because that's disinformation. I hate to say it, but I do think that the government, unfortunately, needs to come in and censor or change the status. That's, I'll say change the status of social media because they have too much power. And when you're censoring one side of the spectrum and not the other, that's extremely dangerous. That's exactly what China and Russia is doing. Why can't people point that out? Why, I mean, it's so obvious. Putin doesn't want certain pieces of information out there. Look at what happened to the journalist the other day who came out during a live broadcast and said, no more war. And they locked her up, and she's looking at possibly 10 days in prison, in jail, and possibly some time in prison. That's what's happening here in America, Andrew, with big tech. As I said, you have the women on the view saying that they should go out and censor people, have the department, not censor, but the Department of Justice to go out and investigate them. They want to investigate Tucker Carlson because he's speaking truth to power. They want to investigate Tulsi Gabbard, who's a Democrat. And who's calling out the left and NATO for teasing Ukraine about being in NATO? They don't like that. And, and where did it come from that Republicans are siding with Putin? I mean, like, where did that come from? What did they yeah. say that they're siding with Putin? I don't get it. Yeah, apparently, if uh, you have a problem with Joe Biden's policies, you hate paying $5 a gallon for gas and uh, double your grocery store bill and double your gas bill, uh, electric bill. Um, you're spouting pro-Putin propaganda. That's what the new uh, line is. And did you see what this vile CNN and New Yorker writer said about uh, the cameraman from Fox News that died? Her name is Susan Glasser. All she, tw- she tweeted, what a tragedy. A cameraman died covering the war for a TV network that airs a pro-Putin propagandist as its top-rated primetime host. These people are so filled with hate, they can't see anything else. This guy's over in Ukraine um, filming war footage, and unfortunately he dies. And then this woman's basically uh, spitting all over him um, within a day of it happening. I mean, it's just disgusting. I don't get it how they are now accusing the right of supporting 
Putin simply because we're saying, wait, this makes no sense. Guys prices is because of Biden. And it is. Now, of course, like I said, Biden has a TikToker who's all of six or three years old coming out explaining to the American people how gases go up and down because he can't do it. No one in his administration can do it. So they have to go out and use a kid. That is a reason why I caution you guys on this Build Back Better and the provision in the bill whereby they will allow kids as young as two or three to go to pre-K. They want to get access to your kids so they can start the indoctrination. You look at what happened in Florida, whereby Ron DeSantis say, we don't want this child in our schools. Why are they trying to sexualize our kids? Now, of course, you have Disney and these other woke knuckleheads saying, oh, they don't want us to mention the word gay in schools. No, that has nothing to do with it. What we don't want is for you to try and teach kids at that age about sex and to tell them that you're not a boy or a girl, you're just an it right now. When if you look at biology, it tells you or look at the science, the XY chromosomes. You got to be careful, folks. All this looks good and sounds good. And I was reading an article the other day, Andrew, and I was looking at the people that are in education. It is unbelievable that a lot of these individuals are woke. Look at the way they dress. I did a, uh, not too long ago, I was a volunteer at a couple of the schools here in New York City. And I was just amazed at the attire of some of the teachers. Now, I know you're not going to church, and I know that it's a long day in your tire and you're around kids. But my God, when I was in school, the teachers dressed professional. I mean, they might have wore, they would wear jeans on Fridays. But the other days, it was dress slacks, dress shirt for the men, a polo shirt. The women, they would wear dress slacks, a blazer. But now, it's like every day, they have on clothes, everyday clothes. Did, did you guys wear everyday clothes, Andrew, when you were growing up at home? Like just clothes that you wouldn't wear anywhere else, just around the house, lounge around in? Are you familiar with that? Yes, of course. Like sweatpants okay. and right, right, shirt. Right. So I mean, when I wasn't going anywhere, we wore everyday clothes. We were going out. My mom made us dress and look presentable. But did you go to these schools and some of these teachers, they're wearing ripped jeans. The tops that they're wearing, I wouldn't even wear on a playground. And they're exposing their body parts, and you see all the tattoos. They have nose rings. They have multicolored hair. My God. I'm like, how did this get into the public spectrum? And if you say anything about it, of course, it'll take you to HR. I'm like, no, I wouldn't want my kid to be taught by someone who has a, like an array of colors on. It's just, it's not good. But this is what happens when you allow Democrats to take control. And I did a posting once on uh, Trump's website, social media platform, Truth is Up. And I like that name, Truth. I was wondering at one point, why did he call it Truth? But I like that because you can speak the truth and you don't have to worry about being censored. And I truth that. I'm going to start saying truth that. They have tweeted. I'm going to say truth that. And I put on there, I said, you know, if your kid is a transgender, that's your issue, not mine or my child. So don't think that my child should be taught what you're teaching your child, because I think in in, in honesty, you've just lost control of what's going on in your child's life. But you have all all these competing things that are out there in the public domain, Andrew, and it's extremely scary. And I think these people, they're just confused. Either they're confused or they're okay with it. 
And when I say okay with it, it's like it's something new. It's like by design. It's like a designer thing. We're going to look cool if we have this. Teachers should dress up and look appropriate. There should be a dress code. You should not be allowed to come in with your everyday clothes on. Your hair should be combed and your face washed. You just can't come in. And one day when I was teaching or not volunteering, one teacher, not that I was looking, had on a thong. And it was showing. I'm like, are you serious? I mean, we society has changed. <laughs> it's on. Believable. I'd say I don't have kids, so I wasn't aware that this was uh, going on to this extent. This, that's just horrible that they're allowed to uh, get away with this. Well, yeah, as you said, when I was a kid, teachers always dressed professionally. Um, as you said, a, a male teacher would always have a polo or even wear a suit. Or a female teacher would always have on a nice outfit. Um, like you said, Friday would be casual days, usually with the jeans. But, geez, what you described, showing the thong while you have kids around, that's just absolutely horrendous. Right. It's like, who are you trying to impress? The, the kids at that young age? Again, it's the sexualization of our kids. And it should not happen. And that is the reason why we are where we are today in society with everyone looking at America, we're thinking that we're like this beacon on the hill and everyone is saying, oh, wow, they're at the forefront. No, you can't be at the forefront when your largest trading partner, as I said, does not want to take your phone call. They're like, we don't, we could care less about you. You can't be at the forefront when you're begging for your mortal enemy to help you get out of a top spot, a tight spot. You can't be at the forefront when you have kids trying to explain economics and gas and inflation. It's embarrassing. But yet and still, Andrew, that's where we are. 2022. Unbelievable. Yep. And this is the year to start to turn things around with the midterm elections coming up later this year. And the Republicans need to take control. And as Rob said, they need to get things done when they get in office, because what is happening now is just uh, really hurting our country. Thank you all for joining us tonight on After Dark with Rob and Andrew. Check us out on all the other shows over at AmericaOutloud.com. You can also find America Out Loud on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Pandora, or wherever you download your podcast, please like and subscribe. We'll see you guys next time. And remember, stand for something or fall for nothing.